0: Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time now i don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need wondering what the hell to do next i'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone so come along and join my free facebook group equine entrepreneurs horse business advice and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome, it's Melody here, and in this episode of the Horse Business Advice Podcast, I'm going to chat to you about putting your prices up. Sometimes putting your prices up is absolutely necessary, but it feels like you can't it feels like nobody will pay it feels like people will get upset it generally feels pretty freaking terrifying for so many business owners so i'm here to help you understand why it's necessary and i'm also here to help you figure out the best way to do it now i have worked with hundreds of business owners who have had to put their prices up. And the answer to everything is not automatically put your prices up. Sometimes people's pricing is spot on, but I would say on average, most businesses typically do need to rethink their prices and make sure that they are actually making a profit. So here's what happens. People get to the end of the year, they go and do their tax or their end of year financial end of financial year report and they get super disappointed because they've made four thousand dollars profit and now they've looked back and they've gone i have worked for 150 dollars a week or whatever there's no mass in there i've just completely pulled figures out from nowhere so so many of you come to me and tell me that you have had that experience you've got to the end of the financial year you've worked out what you actually made and you felt super depressed and you know what in my first business probably 15 or 16 years ago I I had a year where I did that and that's where I realized that I needed to take control of my mass and actually just charge what I needed to charge and find the people and I was working in an industry where there was standard pricing everyone charged the same amount almost and I went way higher uh, and I became a super popular business so putting my prices up by I think I went up by nearly 30% uh, actually increased my revenue but it also increased my sales the amount of people that bought from me and I think there was an element of They thought that perhaps what they were buying from me might have been the best because it was the most expensive. And there are people out there that will think like that. Now, regardless of that experience, you might be in the situation where you are working 50 hours a week on your business and you've got lots of expenses, but you're in a situation where you feel like you just can't charge people more. They, They won't pay more. You're charging $50 for a writing lesson. You're charging, I don't know, $75 for a custom made thing that takes you five days. That's just crazy talk to do things like that. It's not about what you think the people that you've connected with will pay. It's about charging what you need to charge and then finding people who will pay that. Now let me remind you, Tiffany Jewellers sell a paperclip for $1,200 let's let that sink in a paper clip for $1,200 okay it's a big paper clip I think you'd use it on a on a book as a bookmark but it's $1,200 so don't you tell me that you can't find people to pay whatever it is that you need to charge because if Tiffany can do it so can we so where do you start? Well, the first thing that you need to do is actually do your massing, And let's not wait until the end of the financial year and get depressed about it. Let's actually do it now. So it's going to be different product versus service businesses. And both of that kind of business will be listening to this podcast. But essentially what you need to do is figure out what the cost of running your business is. So... What are all the expenses that you have that don't change regardless of how many customers you have? So that's things like insurance, uh, memberships, uh, registrations, website costs, uh, mobile phone costs, all those sorts of things that are pretty much fixed. And then, so you need to have that bit bit of a figure in mind of what your business costs you to run. Because that's the figure that people tend to forget and tend to forget that they need to roll that into their prices somewhere. So say for product based businesses, and I've seen this a fair bit, is people will say, All right, well, I can buy these bridles wholesale at $100, uh, so I will sell them for $130. And $30 profit a bridle, that sounds, that sounds like good free money. That's what people often go through that process. Now, the thing about that is, where is out of that $30, there's gotta be some tax, there's gotta be some superannuation. Um, for those of you who are not from Australia, superannuation is like a retirement fund. Uh, you, you're gonna to need to pay for the running of your business somewhere. So that $30 suddenly probably becomes $11 or something and you end up with a heck of a small profit for a fairly big ticket item. Now, I am using really exaggerated figures. It's not too many people that only put $20 on something or $30 on something, but I have definitely come across businesses that do that. And I've also, supplements are a big thing. A lot of Businesses that sell supplements that they purchase from someone else, right? Not the ones that they make themselves. They purchase supplements from somewhere else. There's not much of a margin in it. The wholesale or the, the business that they purchase it from doesn't give them much of a discount, maybe a twenty percent discount. So they can only put like a ten or fifteen dollar margin on it. And by the time they work out their GST, their tax, their all of the expenses of running their business, they're actually not making a cent on that um, product. And this is something that I do. I'll go through all of those figures with people. And sometimes it's a harsh and depressing conversation because if we look at each product or each service, we can identify which ones are actually making a profit for real and which ones just feel like they're bringing in lots of money. So for example, a 20 kilo bucket of some particular supplement is $320. So you get $320. You sell three of them in a week. It feels like there's $1,000 pouring into your bank account. But the only thing is, is you you paid 290 for them. So there's 900 going back out. So it gives you this impression that you've got all this money rolling in, but all of that money has to roll back out again. So sometimes it's not worth doing those things for really small margins. Now for those of you who are service-based businesses, one of the most common things that I see is people not taking into account their driving time, their fuel time. And I know In my free Facebook group, which is Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, there's often talk about how do you charge for travel and there's lots of different ways of doing it and lots of people have figured out what works for them. But traveling super long distances and only charging a minimal travel fee or charging less than what you would typically charge for that service, perhaps because you're new to the area or whatever, sometimes it's just not going to work out. I'll give you an example I worked with someone quite a few years ago who was doing body work on horses but was super highly qualified so probably should have been at the higher end of the market as far as pricing goes and was traveling three to four hours to do three to four horses and charging 65 dollars a horse now let's figure this out right so that's $260 for four horses and it was three to four hours drive and then probably four hours of work and then three to four hours drive so 12 hours and then how much fuel was she going to be using and then obviously a percentage of the vehicle insurance and all of the expenses tires wear and tech suddenly you start adding all that stuff up and going whoa that's pretty not worth it And no matter how nice it feels to keep those clients happy, they are costing you money to go to. And that's just one of the many examples I could share with you of people that I've worked with that I've sat down and helped them figure this out because it's tricky. Then people get to the point where they're like, I know I have to put my prices up, but I'm too scared. Oh my gosh, totally understand that. I'm a human being, I experience that too. But here's the thing, let me remind you, let me go back to the Tiffany paperclip. If people pay 1200 bucks for a paperclip, for goodness sakes, they're going to pay you for whatever it is that you want. The problem might be that you've attracted an audience and customers that are cheap and now you've put your prices up to what they should be maybe those people don't want to pay that the question isn't should I make my prices what my existing customers want to pay or should I put my prices up and find people to pay that and it's the answer is put your prices to where they need to be and find people that will pay that now the next thing that you're going to say is but I love helping people I want to make it accessible I hear that all the time. I want to make it accessible. Yes, you want to make it accessible, but also, we are here to make a profit. Let's have no qualms about saying this out loud. Repeat after me I am here to make a profit. That's what you need to remind yourself. It's okay to make a profit. If you want to be accessible, that's fine. Create something low cost. Have something low cost that people can, um, can access. But if you can't do it low cost, then go and find people that will pay what you need to earn. So how do we put our prices up? There's a couple of ways. And I personally prefer what I like to call stealth mode and it sounds a little bit cloak and dagger it's not but what I think is unnecessary is a massive song and dance about putting prices up I don't think you need to make massive announcements all over Facebook and warn everybody and say at the end of the month I don't think you need to explain rising costs and this and that and the other and all that sort of stuff. I don't think you need to explain it. I also don't think you need to apologize. In fact, I don't want you to apologize. Please don't say, I'm sorry, I have to put my prices up. I hope that's okay. And the reason I say that is because by saying that, you're inviting people to come back and say, actually, no, that's not okay. I don't want to pay that. I just want to pay the cheap price that I was paying. So then you get into that awkward situation of having to sort of explain, no, that's not an option. It feels like you gave people an option. And this particularly happens in service-based businesses where you might be giving people regular riding lessons or, you know, shoeing their horses or doing massages on their horses or something that you might do fairly regularly. So they're used to paying a certain amount of money. And then all of a sudden you're gone and decided that you are going to charge more. First of all, you don't need to explain it. Everybody is out there in the community. We are all being affected by the economy. We all know the cost of fuel is going up. We all know interest rates are rising for home loans. And we all know that the cost of groceries is getting more and more by the week. Everyone knows that. You don't need to explain any of that. So don't waste your time explaining it. You also shouldn't really be sharing your financial situation with your clients. It's not any of their business and it's not your responsibility to share it. Like that's really between you, yourself and you. You don't need to tell people that you are feeling, things are feeling tight, that you can't afford to pay bills, you've got too many bills to pay, none of that. That's not their problem and it's not something that you need to be sharing You don't have to explain all of the reasons I'm really sorry. You don't have to say, um, you know, I'm not going to do this or I am going to do that. And you don't have to creep it. So don't creep it incrementally. And what I mean by that is don't put the prices up just, you know, you need to put your prices up by $20. Don't put it up by $5 this month and then $5 in three months time. And then $5 in three months time again. Just put it up to $20. If you need to put your prices up, put them up to where they need to be, not to where feels comfortable. In fact, I would go so far as to say that when you are putting your prices up, the new price that you put needs to feel a little terrifying to you. And then that's the sweet spot. No, I recently worked with a client who, when we put up her prices, she literally had anxiety all weekend. And we only put these products up by $10. So it was a $90 product going up to $100, I think, or 80 going up to 90 It was $10. It wasn't a lot. The fear was so real. The what if nobody buys from me was so real. And as I explained to her, and I'll explain to you, you're not casting this in stone here. If you put your prices up by $10 and for the next three weeks, absolutely nobody buys your stuff, nobody books in with you, and you've given it enough time and you've assessed that actually that's not going to work, you can drop them back by $5. And nobody's gonna do anything. Nobody's gonna say, "Oh, hey, you've just put your prices down that you know people just might buy." And you know, a diff, a, people aren't going to not buy for the difference between ninety and a hundred dollars, or eighty and ninety dollars. But in our minds, we feel like the amount that we're charging is the most that anyone will pay, and it's what everyone pays now, and everything's comfortable accept your revenue, accept your profit at the end of the year. That's not comfortable because you haven't done the mess and you haven't been charging enough or you haven't increased your prices as your costs have increased. It's not your fault the costs have increased. So you don't have to absorb it. You have to pass it on to your customers as much as you might love them. They will find a way to pay Or they won't. And there's not much you can do about that. But if you continue to work for absolutely nothing and make no profit, then ultimately you are going to burn yourself out. And you're going to be in that constant cycle of never having enough money, stressing about the next bill. So at the end of the day, you are going to need to do this. So this client I mentioned before, we put these prices up. And she spent the weekend freaking out about it and then messaged me on the Monday morning and said oh my god I got double the amount of orders at the new price than I would have got on an average day so let that sink in and think about that double the amount of orders now she put her prices up not by a huge amount but it terrified her And she wasn't sure if anyone would buy. Now, we didn't make a song and dance, about. we didn't do a post. We didn't do anything. We just literally changed the website and everything went up by $10. So there's a lesson there. You don't need to make a big song and dance about it. It's not sneaky. People are seeing your prices. There's nothing sneaky about it. So if you have an e-commerce site, this is a good way of doing it. Just put the price to where you need it to be. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to say i've had to put the price up of this or anything like that now one thing i do see e-commerce businesses do is announce that they're going to put their prices up Uh, say you know uh it's the end of february i'm going to put my prices up on the first of march so you've got three days left to buy at the old price and that can cause a flurry of sales so if you do that right and market it right you can certainly get a whole pile of cash in the door I would warn you to make sure that you've done your math though to make sure that if you sell 60 products in that sale have you actually still made a profit or are you just getting cash through the door and sometimes it might be that you just need some cash through the door but ultimately we are here to make a profit So make sure that you've actually done the sums and having a flash sale of things before you put your prices up sometimes is going to hurt you more than it's going to help you because those products weren't actually making you any money to start with. So you've just made a whole lot of sales that you have to give that money to someone else anyway. So what was the point? With the service-based businesses it's different. It's probably clients that you are already working with. And so how do you tell them? That feels awkward. So what I would do is whatever form of communication you usually use with them. And for a lot of businesses, it seems to be text messages or even Facebook messages for some, which I personally recommend you don't do because, you know, you can lose your Facebook profile at the drop of a hat if some hacker decides to take a liking to you. And then you've lost all of your client details, but let's say it's common for you to text message them you can just send them a message and say um just letting you know from the 1st of March my prices will be increasing to this amount thank you for understanding so notice I haven't said I hope that's okay I'm really sorry (laughs) because I'm not inviting people to come back and say actually I'm not happy with that some people might they might come back and say look I don't want to pay that And that's okay let them go this is the point let them go so if they're not happy to pay what you need to be paid let them go they will make room for clients that will happily pay what you're charging so if you send them a text give them a little bit of time and it depends what you do if it's like a weekly thing you might just give two weeks notice if it's a monthly thing you might give them four weeks notice But with service based businesses that have clients on a cycle, I would give notice as opposed to e-commerce businesses. I wouldn't tell anyone. I would just put the prices up and be done with it because those people are new. They're coming in new. And even if people come back to your website and buy, the chances are, that they're not really registering that the price is different or maybe they are maybe they buy a supplement from you online all the time because you were cheaper and now they don't want to buy it because you've put your prices up so that it doesn't cost you money to sell that thing and maybe they won't buy it that was the point we don't want to be selling things that cost us money to sell so let's think about letting those clients go so sometimes Putting your prices up will mean that you get less orders, but the orders that you do get will make more money than the original amount of orders that you had to start with. And typically, what I see happen is that's not the case. And it's always the maths I do with people. I'll say, you know, you sell a hundred bridles for a hundred dollars each, sorry, ten bridles for a hundred dollars each, and make a thousand dollars. But if you put those bridles up to $150 to make $1,000 in revenue, you don't need to sell 10. So you might sell less bridles, but it doesn't matter. You'll still make the same amount of money because you're charging more. So I do that mess with people to reassure them that if sales drop or that orders drop or that people working with them drop when they put their prices up, that it's okay that they're still making money. It's not the number of clients you have. It's not the uh, number of orders through the door. It's the amount of profit that those things make that's important in this instance. But nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen. Things don't drop. There might be a lull for a day or two, but then it just all goes back. It all settles down and people end up busier. And I've seen this happen over and over again. So let's do some massing and think about whether you need to put up your prices and then listen back to this podcast again a second time maybe if you need a bit of a pep talk but honestly I know it feels terrifying just do it and go somewhere else and distract yourself go and clean the house clean the bathroom I don't know that seems to be a distract a distraction for me is settling into cleaning something but you know whatever it is you need to do go uh go out and ride your horse whatever Put your prices up and walk away and stop obsessing about it. Don't start obsessing over the stats of every day. Don't start stressing about little things that come in and out. You know, majority of people are just going to say, oh, it's about time you put your prices up. That happens with service based businesses almost all the time. So I hope this podcast has been helpful. It's going to have made you think about your pricing and perhaps it's given you some techniques to figure out how to actually handle putting your prices up. So I will leave you with that. I hope this has been useful for you. Uh, If it has, I'd really love it if you would jump online and leave me a review, either on the podcast app that you are listening to this podcast on, or find me on Facebook or Google equine entrepreneurs is my business and leave a review on there i would be so grateful okay i hope you have a great rest of your day or evening or at whatever time you're listening to this and i will catch you on the next podcast